Welcome to hour number four here at Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition for 29 years. This is the hour where we dig deep into one specific topic. Through the course of the year, you, the listener, will have 52 different topics that uh, we've covered that you can dive into. I uh, Go back, podcast them, find our article on them, and it just is a way that we can help continue education, not only for ourselves, but for you, the homeowner, and uh, the quality of life for all Arizona homeowners this Saturday, in particular, storage. I mean, that's that doesn't really get me excited. It doesn't. Storage? You know, you've been organized since the day you were born. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it's not. This isn't a learning curve for you. You had to teach me. I don't know. I just things always are better in place. That's you know. It, it's like when I go to cook, I can't start cooking with dishes in the sink. Well, I, I'm that way. You know. Yeah. I gotta gotta have a clean working slate. We were you were that way from your sock drawer to your jeans hanging in your closet to your bed to your Legos back in the original boxes. Yeah. I don't remember that. I do. Yeah, I kept original boxes for Legos. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> Is that how Remy keeps his? You know, we got a big collection from his cousin Sammy that just came in a big Tupperware. Mm-hmm. So we've just got this big jumbled mess of 10,000 Legos that we just pull stuff on. And it's actually, I've enjoyed it because it forces you to be more creative than following the instructions that come with each kit. Now, if you see something and you want to build it, that's pretty hard. But it is fun because it, it really challenges you to, to be more creative mm-hmm. with your Lego pieces. Now, at what point is storage too much when you need to? Because there are some great uh, places. That, uh, you have California closets. You have garage floors and more. There's container stores that are popping up around the valley. At what point? But And some of these, I've seen storage solutions for your storage stuff. <laughs> Something wrong with that picture. I mean, at what point is it too much? <laughs> well, I think that's kind of where you start, you know, is um, if you think about organizing, you think about the stuff that you own, how much of this stuff do I need, how much of this stuff do I use? I have to tell you, I really appreciate the minimalist movement. I don't know if minimalist. I... Minimalist. Minimalist. I don't know if I ever get down to like three pairs of shoes, but I do like the thought of just not buying in excess just because we can, and then you have to store it. And then you have to, like you said, it just goes on on. You might have to rent a place at one of these storage places to put it. And then somehow after stuff sit there, sits there for a while, you pull it out and you say, why did I save this? And maybe you save it because you think your kids might want it. But you know what? They don't want most of your stuff. They got new stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, is there something you want? <laughs> there's, there's certain things that I would I would hang on to. Furniture pieces, mm-hmm. oh, probably yeah. some artwork, uh, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But yeah, clothes or uh, yeah, big ticket, big big items that are are a memory. Furniture. We have the custom RCR furniture went from Pop your Rosie grandpa down to dad, and then you'll get it because you got the right initials. Um, those kind of things are really important. But there's just so much stuff that we hold on to. I tell you what, with Carol leaving the house, um, I, I I had thought I had cleaned out. But you still keep in your mind, well, I might use this someday. But then when everybody's gone and you go through it again, you think nobody's ever going to use this stuff. So I think it helps to think of a place to give it to, Goodwill or maybe some shelters or collecting or whatever. Garage sale. mm -hmm, Yeah. So keeping or Craigslist, if it's worth a little something, you don't want to just give it away. 
So it, I mean, it's more than just storing. It's backing all the way up and kind of assessing what do I have and why. And if it makes it through two cleanings without me using it, it won't make it through the third. Oh, you're brutal. Two? Well, I mean, I only do it once uh, oh. every year. Okay. But, uh, you know, like a big, massive oh, clean out okay. at a season change when mm-hmm. we're putting short sleeve shirts up and we're bringing out the long sleeves mm-hmm. and we're getting a season changeover. We'll go through everything. And uh, if, if I haven't used it, lose it. Yeah. We, d- we just acquire so much stuff. I like the idea as, as well as sharing with neighbors, you know, buying one piece of equipment everybody can share. You know, we just, we just, we collect so much stuff. Depends on who your neighbors are. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, and then what happens when one of them move away? Y'all got to, if you're, you sell you, his, you his and you, buy, you can have my the house. other three all buy a third share of a, <laughs> of a quarter original investment on a lawnmower. <laughs> it's a going away <laughs> present. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 that depends on who your neighbors are. But yeah. yes. There, there could be something, or maybe you do it this way. One neighbor is all lawn tools. The other one's all uh, hardware. The other one's all hand tools. Yeah, that's good. Break it up that way. Yeah. I do have um, someone I'd like, I I really think a lot of her name is Bridges. I met her through one of my women's groups, and her company is called um, Get Organized with Bridges. And um, she'll come in. You know, sometimes when you have stuff, you're emotionally attached to it, whether or not you le- need it or not. Well, somebody gave this to me. Well, you know, this this came from somebody. I can't part with it. It might hurt their feelings. Some people might be. <laughs> yes. I don't think you would struggle with this, actually. <laughs> but it's, I, I do struggle with those things. But she will come in, and she whatever room you're trying to do, she completely empties it. And then you have to have a reason to put it back in. But sometimes you need that third mm-hmm. party. And I think also if you're older, maybe you don't have the strength and energy to invest in that kind of thing. And she's really very reasonable. She even helped you clean out like your files. So anyway, that's that's very helpful service. Files, I I look forward to that every year when that, that new year comes. All right, everything's seven years old. Bonfire. Get it <laughs> out of here. <laughs> uh, it drives me nuts that I have to hang on to paper for seven years. That's, I mean, I understand why, but a lot of stuff I, you, not once have i ever used that in all this amount of time i've never had to go back and pull any but of those the one time you throw it away oh i know the irs will beat your door asking for those papers i know that's the way it works keep them out in the rain knocking all day long <laughs> <laughs> in our article this week you can find it rosyonthehouse.com we publish it every week click on the blog it's uh it'll be the top article it's 10 ways to improve storage space in your home Let's start. Uh, let's start at the top. Go vertical in your bathroom. You know, Dad a, did that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bathrooms where they, um, it, the bathrooms all, you know, everything's in one room: the shower and the bath and the toilet. And they'll put this little wall in between, and so you got this big long space above the toilet that's empty. So you can buy those little. You can do a couple of things. You can buy some shelves that kind of fit in over the toilet, like a little wire rack. But those are kind of temporary. Uh, Rosie had built had had someone build for us these wonderful cabinets that go from the ceiling down about halfway and then they have shelves that hang under the there and places for on the side for to store toilet paper behind these really decorative things so anyway you walk in the bathroom and everything is put away your towels are up um, there's a place but magazines so there's just nothing out in the open so that's really nice but our homes in arizona are lacking in storage you have to think creatively I would have to say basements are probably a big part of that. Because we don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. If you've got a basement, you have all the storage you need. But then what do you do? You fill it with stuff you don't need. 
<laughs> we can make a man cave, kids' room. <laughs> yeah, that's Paul. true. That'd be a much better use of it than a bunch Movie of Movie room, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. School room if you're homeschooling, what it, mm-hmm. whatever the case. And the reason for that, not to get a side note, is just that the dirt is so hard to dig in in a lot of parts of Arizona. And our frost line is so shallow. You only need to go six inches in places where they have hard freezes. You got to go down four and five feet. Well, at that point, you might as well finish going another two and have a second have a full-size basement under it. It's just, it's not cost. It's doable in Arizona, and there are some that exist. It's just not a common practice because of the economic uh, cost-value return. But tell you what, well, I won't say it. I was going to say with <laughs> with utility rates, uh, that underground living is going to become pretty popular for a lot of people, I think, in custom home applications. They do stay cool. Oh, man. You know, you live upstairs the winter and, down in the basement in the summer, keep the hole upstairs, you know, at 90 degrees and keep your air conditioning on the bottom down to 70 keep the for a fraction down of the cost. Yeah. We may, we, we, our, our utility rates may have changed how we look at the, the, the cost value investment in basements. So number two, uh, we still on the topic of vertical. We're talking uh, now from the bathroom into the garage. There's a lot of... Uh, stuff that didn't exist even even 10, 15 years ago, different types of bike racks and garage ceiling racks that you can put stuff up on that now takes it off the floor so you can drive your vehicle under it. You know, part of putting in that kind of stuff is using it. <laughs> you know, you just get so used to leaving things out where you can access them, access mm-hmm. them, but it's so great if you hang those bicycles up. They have them now, too, on little pulleys mm-hmm. where you don't have to muscle them up there. And then the the racks that hang from the ceiling down, what do you think, like three feet down? And you can put all your suitcases and stuff like that in there that you only need occasionally. But in order to really enjoy that, you have to be disciplined enough to put it away. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. I can't tell you how many different manufacturers of garage organizing systems were at the National Hardware Show. Do you remember that mm-hmm. on the back side? There must have been five or six. And every, everyone's got a line now. So there's, you know, it, it's one of those things you don't need to start with a huge lump sum. You know, you can just pick it apart piece by piece. This rack this month, the second rack the next month, the bike racks the third month. You know, something for your, you know, fireproof for your hazardous materials like paints and flammables and lacquer thinners. And you, know, you, you can do this gradually. It doesn't all have to be done today. Are those special containers for like the the flammable stuff? Yeah, they're they're garage storage units that are fire rated. If you know the lacquer spontaneously combusts or something. I miss those. That's awesome. Yeah, most yeah, pretty common. Mm-hmm. I like the really um, t- on the market. Not may, maybe not <laughs> in our practical everyday homes that uh, we should have them in, but we got plenty of hazardous. They're available old paint. on the market. <laughs> We are also going to be talking kitchen remodeling, turning your carport into a garage. There's another one. Vertical in the laundry room, updating home office, organizing small items, and more. All here at Rosie on the House, if you'd like to join the conversation or have a maybe something to share in your life on how you uh, utilized, a, what do they call it, a hack, an organizing hack, you can join the conversation at one 767 Four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. You can text four one one nine two three during the broadcast or email info at rosieonthehouse.com. Continuing our conversation uh, that revolves around our weekly article, people that uh, 
get our weekly newsletter may have already had a head start. We always put a link to this article in our weekly email newsletter that goes out on Thursdays. A little preview of what's coming up on Saturday's broadcast. If we've got uh, tickets or special promotions, we run them through there so we don't chew up a lot of airtime with that. Uh, You've kind of got a preview of it, but let's go into kitchen uh, storage and shelf because there is uh, a lot of... Earlier in the program, we had a gentleman on, Mr. Greg Peterson. His home was built in 40, 1949. From then till now, the world of cabinets and that time frame is a lot different. And even if you had a remodel, let's say once or if not twice, the changing and new technologies and cabinets and different ways that they operate and they move and hidden shelves and lazy Susans and slide outs, I mean, it, 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 constantly being reinvented and we have so much more stuff to put in in them so you're always trying to design places that will house those things one thing we have is a wonderful pantry so if Mm. you can come up with a space for a really good sized pantry that's just worth a million bucks you can put all your big things in there your crock pots and your great big pots and pans and then all your your food and you know your dry goods are you guys a kitchen gadget you know, I buy them and I don't use them. Mm. Are you? Uh, it depends. There's stuff on the wish list I'd like. Um, but we've got like a, a mill for flour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd love to get another mill for, uh, it's called a salsa mill. And it's a big funnel and you put your peppers and everything you put in salsa and you just grind it all up. And uh, that's on my wish list. Uh, food processing, because we like to grow a lot of our own. So, so food processing, but cooking. I got a, got a skillet on the stovetop and the grill outside and occasionally the oven. Yeah, I think more what you're talking more about putting food up, putting food by, and then also more appliance-oriented, even if it's, yeah. you know, rather than just little tiny gadgets mm-hmm. and gadgets. But, yeah, I like I like to well, do canning with a prickly pear in the fall, so I have to have a big place for my kettles and my mason jars. Mm-hmm. And then with that is, when we say kettle, something big enough to boil, boil them. So you're doing boil versus pressure cooking, mm-hmm. and we have both. We, we can either boil them or if we do the boil, I actually use my, my big 100-gallon crawfish pot. <laughs> we just fill that up and take the basket. You normally put crawfish in and just drop it in. You can do like 12 and 1, and it's all outside on the I propane. might borrow that. <laughs> That's <laughs> he, a great idea. You get a lot done real quick that way. I guess Katie and I do like eight at a time. It takes a long time. <laughs> So those, the pantry is a good way to start. And we have those nice um, shelves that are wire, really sturdy wire, like from classic closet, California closets. And, um, you know, so you can measure, put them in exactly at the height you want them, kind of measure your pots, your biggest pot, and then, you know, where do you want that highest shelf to be? Do you want to have to use a step stool? Maybe you don't. So just that kind of stuff. That, that's a good way to knock out a great big portion of all that stuff. And then on cabinets themselves, this Reva shelf that was new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we I had seen them at the National Hardware Show. And they just have all kinds of fantastic ways to make your kitchen easier to use, those cabinets easier to use. Of course, the classic one is that corner 
Lazy Susan. Yeah, to put a lazy Susan in that crazy blind corner. And they have them different shapes. So you have your pole and then the plates that are the shelves. Some of them are full circle. Some of them are shaped like a pie. Mm -hmm. Some of them are D-shaped, depending on what you need. So instead of getting down on your hands and knees, crawling through to see what got lost in the far corner, you just spin that little, open the door and spin it, and you can get right to it. That was a big uh, big breakthrough was Lazy Susan's. But even the, the skinny drawers now that are vertical mm -hmm. that you can bring out cookie sheets or spice racks or i love the one with spice racks so it looks it looks like the cabinet where you put keep your cookie sheets and a little track goes down and it installs and so when you open that door all you do is pull it right out and everything's right there in front of you now does this uh rev a shelf if you were doing that do you have to get their cabinet line? No, no. This is this is a aftermarket. After, mm -hmm. Aftermarket. Yeah, they have pull out drawers. They have all kinds of inserts for putting in your drawer. So, I think one of the benefits to organizing is once you get, let's say, you put an insert in your drawer, and then you having to put things into those inserts, you realize how much you have double of this or triple of that, and you can kind of cull it out to where you just have what you need, and you realize it's not so hard to search for stuff because you can see what you got. Do you remember that one home improvement? episode where Tim <laughs> Allen is like, and then there's always the one drawer that is just your, your catch-all drawer for everything. And, you know, the way they had it set up in the studio, you, you pulled it out and it looked like a regular drawer. And he's like, you got this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And then he pulls it out and it's like, you can tell that, you know, this is, this drawers now come out three feet and this and this and he keeps going and he starts pulling out brooms and <laughs> he had made this, this, this false mock-up that it, it was pretty funny. I have one like that. It hit home. <laughs> but there are uh, on this Reva, Reva shelf, uh, interior, many different types of drawer accessory organizers. Not in addition to just those mats that keep things from rolling around, but actually sectioned items. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, just one of the things that, uh, you know, a tiny difference. If organizing is important to you and you don't have a budget right now, don't go to this website. <laughs> <laughs> Put this on a, a wish list and come back and visit it later. It's Rosie on the Hess here with you every Saturday morning. Thank you for sticking with us there through Bottom of the Hour News. Welcome back. It is Rosie on the House. I'm Romy, and Mom's in studio with us this hour. Jennifer, it's organizing today, so we thought... Uh, we thought it was you, a good fit. That's a compliment yeah. coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> you have taught me so much about organizing. I... Uh, I don't know, just raising, you have kids, lots of kids too, but just having six kids, a lot of things I would just push away, do the minimal amount, thinking I would get back to it. And then it builds up into a big, it, big deal to organize. So I'm, I'm learning. And now that I have nobody left at home, I'm getting really good at it. <laughs> Goodwill's big for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. Just stuff just shows up. Yeah. It multiplies. Friends leaving stuff, people giving the kids stuff all the time. It just, you know, we don't need nine of the same type of superhero. Mm -hmm. You don't think? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> There's a lot of good places to, to donate. That's that's not a hard thing to find. Um, well, you know, I think we've talked about the pantry and the kitchen, kind of go around to another work area where you can really save a lot of time and energy is the laundry room. And... And mm -hmm. you can spend a lot of money in there, too. You really can. But you don't have to. 
No, you don't. But uh, you can. You can. You can can spend a lot. But one thing your dad, Rosie, did for us when y'all were all, probably the oldest one was maybe 10, was he redid this laundry room for me. So in that laundry room is one big giant cabinet, not very thick, probably three feet deep, and floor to ceiling, and you open that baby, and there's all the kids' school supplies and the games and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's that's on the off side. On the washing machine side, he built shelves above, and then nice countertop for folding, and then baskets underneath. So what that meant was when the kids had dirty clothes, they would come in, and the bottom baskets were, this is all in theory. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember. It's been a long time since I've been home. Right? <laughs> in the bottom ones, the baskets, the wire baskets were labeled. So here's whites, mm-hmm. here's jeans, here's mm-hmm. darks, here's lights. And the kids would put their stuff in the, the right basket. And then I would run. I didn't want the kids all doing their own laundry when everybody was home because that poor machine would not have been able to keep up. So I ran the laundry, <laughs> but y'all did all the sorting. So I would run it, had the countertop to fold it on, and then above was shelves with everybody's names on it. So I would fold it, and y'all would help me fold it, and we'd put it up in the cubbies. Then when you wanted your clothes, you'd come in there and get them and, um, and, and go put them away. But that, just, that saved time. It saved energy. Um, and then, the, then there was also some cabinets in there for storage for all kinds of cleaning stuff. So that's a great handy little room. The laundry room. And what about an ironing board? When I built in Whitman, I did a installed on the wall because that was one thing that you're always hauling out and tripping over. And you got to grab the little lever and you got to shake it. <laughs> the legs come down and you got to get it the right height. And that uh, that was one I made. The, I'm, I'm buying a, a stand, you know, fold up in the wall ironing for I envied that. No, I don't have that. Mine hangs on the wall and I take it down and get out my iron and all that stuff. But I have a really nice uh, hanging rod in there as well. So if I have things that can just be hung up real quick before they go through the lawn, before they um, get all wrinkled in the thing, I do that. If not, there's another basket for things that need to be ironed. And you mentioned that folding table. Every countertop is susceptible to just being a collector of things. It's not folding table. It's a solid countertop. But you use it for folding. Yes, right. How many times does just stuff end up piled on top of it that you don't even have room to fold it? Well, as a matter of fact, (laughs) (laughs) Rosie's uh, was gone last weekend, and I uh, decided I better clean out my laundry room. It took me two hours to get the stuff off the counter. (laughs) So I'm going to tell him he has to go out to the laundry room and put his stuff out, so he'd be wowed by my clean laundry room. (laughs) And and, and has it stayed Clean. I mean, I, I, let me look at look at the countertop in this broadcast studio. How much stuff just whoosh, ends up on top of the counters? Well, that's an easy place to put it. That's exactly it. So you got to make it easy for and functional when you're working. You know, it has to be designed in for function, or it doesn't get used. Right, and you have to be disciplined about putting things away. Home offices is next on the list. Uh, mine's not much of one right now. It's, uh, Is it share a, uh, share a room with somebody little? <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of halfway that, kind of half an ours, and uh, kind of a little bit out by where we've got a little desk for the schoolroom. There's uh, that's on the wish list with mm-hmm. the room with the the home addition that's going on the west side, little little workspace, but just having the uh, place to write bills clean, organized, keep your paperwork filed. I mean, it, 
I, I wish that wasn't a, a necessity of life, but it is. It really is. One thing that I think that really helps is to have a staging area when you come home. And ours has always been, and I hate it, the end of the counter in the kitchen. So it's always full of stuff. So we're working on building out a little place in the garage. So when you get home, a place for your briefcase or your bags, your keys, you know, all that stuff. Because I just hate fixing a nice dinner and there's this big load of junk down at the end of the counter. Because <laughs> now with it just you and dad at home, you don't need all six seating places. Yeah, so, we so just it just gets piled up. up at the end. I know. And then if you got kids and they're coming home with their paperwork and stuff, it's really important to just have a place so they're not just come in the living room and dump it all, but to have organized places near the doors, either just inside the garage or maybe where you come in, a little coat closet even, where they each have their own little cubby to, to put things away. And if I don't put stuff in the same place cons- regularly, oh, man, I can look forever. Every occasionally I'll be like, you know what? This is a better place to put it. And it'll take me like two or three days to remember where that better place was. It was so brilliant. <laughs> Been there. And Been then there. I go back to the old place because I, I just keep it where I'll find it. <laughs> I do the same. Have that. So uh, small items. There are – this is where you could really get carried away at a container-type store. Small items, because there are so many little small items. Uh, and this is where I was joking earlier in the hour about, you know, this is where you can get into organizing equipment. Organizing your organizing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I think really helps is to buy the same containers over and over, you know what I mean? So that they stack within each other, stack neatly, you know, instead of just buying everything that's on sale every, every whenever. Find a brand you like and stick with it and label them. I like the clear ones because even if you, if the label comes off or whatever, you can still see what's in it. Organize things by holiday and by kid and by season. Those are all all things that just take time and money, you know. <laughs> <laughs> time and money, time and money. We'll get this all done eventually. Uh. But it, it can be done affordable. And one thing that I never understood is when you see a lot of uh, old older furniture they built in a lot of storage uh, like mm-hmm. uh, kitchens where the seats fold up mm-hmm. and you've got storage underneath there uh, tables that have storage underneath them I I don't know where that got away I don't know if it was just uh, you know they were so heavy and they were so well built is well it, they're expensive probably yeah, uh, yeah is it is it because our homes were bigger and we've got now, you know, where we didn't have closets in the past or linen closets and laundry rooms and garages and kitchens. Was it just a necessity when it was, homes were really small and we only had, a, you know, one or two rooms that the furniture had to be multi-purposed to storage as well? Yeah, I, I do love the look of walking into a place that's just kind of clean and fresh and nothing out, this, out, of, out of place. But you have to have places to put things to make that happen if it's all this little... Skinny furniture stuff. A thing to put things in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing you put things into. <laughs> no, I, I was working with a, uh, a workshop book, a build your own furniture book. I got a couple years ago, and I was going through there trying to find a few ideas for some things we're trying to solve with the school. I'm like, Every single one of these, the furniture was designed for storage. And it's a book of you know furniture from the turn of the century. So it was... It, Something there they got that 
It was multi-purpose as well. They yeah. weren't used to buying one thing for everything they needed. How can I make this one thing service lots mm-hmm. of different areas? I can sit on it. I can store it. You know, step on it. Step on it. Absolutely. So, one of the one of the very fascinating things. I have to work on that one. Maybe there's a market for that to come back. And in your what do you call it? Declutterifications. <laughs> what was the word you used at the beginning? Oh, minim- minimalist. Minimalist. And the minimalist. Maybe there's a a market to the minimalist to bring this type of furniture back to the Well, I think with the tiny house movement, certainly that it is, you know, to be able to live in a little bitty place, everything in there has to have at least probably two functions. Mm Mm-hmm. I would would imagine that. Moving down the list, we'll get into, we'll save the carport to garage conversion for the last segment because we can, we can use that one. But open spaces, do you have any open space? We're now with... What do you mean by that? Oh, like, I would like think, under let's a see, from like? your bedroom down to the uh, down to the fireplace and the kitchen. You've got a couple bedrooms that are very open <laughs> now that the kids are gone. This is true. Then you've got the living room and the dining mm-hmm. room. Both mm-hmm. of those are you know, open seating mm-hmm. spaces. Do, do y'all have a – I know that's changed with the kids, but we don't have any space open in our home. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I guess we do those bedrooms. We got to figure out what to do. One of them's a guest room. The other one, I we have Dad and I are actually arguing over. <laughs> what, what, who gets it? Yeah, I want it for a craft room, and he wants it for another set of shelves for his books. Uh, well, do books on the side and crafts in the middle. There you go. Hang out. <laughs> Multi purpose there. <laughs> How many books does he have now? It's in the thousands, Romy. Do y'all have them all in your house, or does mm-hmm. he have? No, they're actually there's some in the shed at the office as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we'll fight. We'll finish with our carport to garage conversion for our final segment here at Rosie on the House. Coming up next, right after this. Wrapping up segment number four of hour number four here at Rosie on the House. We've had a great broadcast today. There must have been uh, quite a quite a reaction to the Arizona staycation judging by how many people have signed up had a great uh, great interview in here earlier this morning then the uh, you can register to it rosieonthehouse.com just click on the staycation we draw a winner once a month and send you on wherever it is around the great state of Arizona you want to go eight o'clock hour we had a variety of hosts in here we brought in all of our regular guests that we have in our outdoor living hour and had them all in at one hour in that one hour together. Then we did uh, our regular open line hour and had a great interview with Hex Armor in, a new product at the Rosie on the House e-store, and uh, talked mainly about the safety glass line that they have available, and we've been product testing for a couple months. Uh, And wrap it up, this hour we've been talking about organizing and 10, 10 ways to improve storage space in your home. And for homes that were built with carports, that's a extension of the home but it's not enclosed. It usually has two sides. It's the side that you enter into the home, and a lot of times it's a kitchen or you go through the laundry room and you go into the kitchen. And then the back of it where the car points, if you pull straight in, it's generally another storage closet. And a lot of times it had the uh, appliances in it for laundry, your washer, your dryer, the water heaters out there. Uh, it's usually piled full of stuff and black widows like to live there and you got scorpions and the critters and crickets and changing that space into a garage a lot of uh it's funny 
how many times we've covered that over the course of the you know 16, 17 years I can remember. Every time it comes back up, I'm like, man, this is no reason to talk about this again. This is there can't be any carports left out there. But I tell you what, I hit a couple old neighborhoods uh, just through some routes I had over the last couple months. There's still a lot of you know Hallcraft, uh, John Long. Uh, um, I can't remember all the old builders, but. Uh, there's a there's still a lot of homes out there that still just have an open carport and there's nothing wrong with that but that's a great place to gain additional storage if you've got a growing family or you want to better enclose it and seal in whatever it is you're trying to store well it's, it's nice on a lot of levels and it's still one of the a common call we get at rose on the house remodeling because there still are quite a few people who have that and it's a pretty reasonable way to improve your home it improves the value of your home. A home with a, a garage appraises better than one with just a carport. You already have the foundation laid. Sometimes you don't have to do anything else. Um, and depending on how elaborate you go, you can make it. You know, you're gonna want to insulate it. And there's certain things you have to do for fire code to park a car in there. Um, change that door that leads from the carport to the kitchen has to have self closing and has to be barrier door. Um, but it also allows you to be able to park in the summer in the shade in a cool space and get in your car without having to go through the process of cooling everything down so much. And it is a great place to keep things. And then you can go into, you know, go back to our what we talked about earlier, all the things you can add to a garage. But just the enclosing itself is a huge step towards just containing your stuff. It's cleaner, cleaner living, too. Keeps the stuff from being tracked from the outside to the inside quite so much. It is a project you need a permit for. And the most common... One of the most common cheats that we see, hacks in non-permitted garages, is people will frame straight to the driveway. You have to put in a footing and pour a concrete footing up to the same level as the rest of the home and then frame on top of that or finish it with masonry if you're trying to you know, match one of the old red brick homes that have a carport that's a, a nice look. But you can't, you can't go straight down onto the concrete without first putting in the footing. The concrete's not structural for that. Oh, so I misspoke. So. There is some concrete work involved, yes. A little bit, that's but why, not much. That's why Rosie does that part. <laughs> <laughs> and as you mentioned, the, the door, but on a lot of those, there was a window from the kitchen out to the carport. That has to then be sealed up. A lot of times the drywall on the ceiling is only half inch. That needs to be five eighths for that one hour fire rating. So there's some codes, but it is, you know, you already have your roof. You already have one, if not two walls. And even if you were just putting a, a garage door on the front and the side and not sealing in the back and leaving it open to the house, that still provides a more secure, uh, enclosed area for for your home well this is the last week that we have our actually it's the last day that we have our photo contest open for rosie's 30th anniversary we're putting together a home maintenance calendar julia said you have gotten some great oh, entries oh my goodness have we got some killer photos that that have been sent in so this is it last day it's been open for three weeks we've been promoting it on air we've put it in our newsletter uh we've been talking about it during the broadcast so this is it email them in info at rosieonthehouse.com and tomorrow they'll all be on our website Doink. i'll start that one over <laughs> tomorrow they'll all be on our website with a number and you'll pick your top 12 picks 
and email it in. When you go to the website, is it going to be obvious where to go? rosieonthehouse.com slash calendar. Awesome. Real hard. Yeah, yeah we got yeah. it. We got it, and we've got a link right there in the quick links on the homepage, and the link in the the menu bar will be active here. But we'll have voting for the next two weeks. We're not doing a digital voting. You have to go through, pick them out, and email us the numbers to your top twelve, so that people can't cheat the system and mm. refresh their cookies and use multiple serve uh, uh, browsers and 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 you know vote for themselves nine times from the different IP addresses. So it uh, it all has to come from individual emails. And uh, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. Just something that we're doing here for. Uh, Can I vote too? Oh, absolutely! All right. Yeah, voting's uh, vote for me. I got a couple pictures. You in put there. some I, in I, there. I got a couple in there myself. Ah, oh, I never thought of entering. <laughs> right. Join us next Saturday here at Rosie on the House.